It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome to a special edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm your host, David, and I am here with the... Sexy, funny, incredibly humble, um, I don't even know what more to say. Um, Asad, say hello. What's going on, guys? Um, last time we talked, I, I wanted to follow up with you because we, you were one, actually you were like my second or third interview ever last year, and um a lot has changed for you. Um, you still haven't given me a ring, but that's fine. I mean, whatever. We're just going to play it by ear, I guess. Um, okay. <laughs> whatever. Oh, man. Do you like um, ring pops? You do realize... What's that? So do you like ring pops? I can get you one of those. They're pretty good. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you do realize I'm, like, really good friends with your mother, and she would be disgusted that you gave me a ring pop for an engagement ring? Like, Come on. They're, they're functional. They're, they're, you know. Are you kidding? A ring pop when when you're posing next to a Mercedes in Nike? Oh, I saw you. I saw you. Don't forget me. <laughs> hey, no ring pop when you're standing next. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, so let's get to it. The last time we spoke, you were in school doing um, for plastic. You wanted to become a plastic surgeon. And you were also a part-time model, a fitness model, not just, you know, runway model, fitness model. You were doing some book covers. You were doing a couple of signings. Um, What's gone on? It's almost, it's a little over a year. So update us. What what have you been up to? Well, it's been pretty much the same, like, you know, the grind. And I've uh, pretty much tried to enhance every, aspect you know as you said with the book covers and the modeling like not not just fitness modeling i'm trying to do uh you know lifestyle fashion trying to get into that more mainstream stuff and then um you know i traveled a little bit more uh i went to the west coast i haven't been to the west coast since i was a little kid so it was nice to see that again and um yeah, I went to like LA, Vegas with uh Love and Books and uh you know, they gave me that opportunity and um it's pretty much it and I've been just going to school online and trying to juggle a lot of different things and it's been fun. And it's just getting, yeah. you know just been it's been wild and I think it's just gonna get even more wild, like twenty fifteen is gonna be definitely interesting to see 
how everything pans out. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how are you juggling all that? I mean, juggling school and all that, you're still going full-time, correct? Uh, I told myself that, you know, I don't want to, like, I probably could have went full-time, but burn, mm-hmm. I'd rather, you know, have longevity and endurance rather right. than trying to burn myself out. So uh, I'm taking, like, maybe one-third or one-half the course load uh, so I could try. I mean, you know, I've been most of a huge motivation for me to do what I do is to be able to pay off medical school and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like if I take my time, I'll be able to uh, – my options in the end and see what the smartest thing to do is and also have a pretty good foundation financially. Right. So so what you're saying is you like to go slow. You don't like to just move quickly. Yeah, I think it's, like, just, you know, a lot of things up in the air in terms of, like, you know, uh, with our government and stuff, with What's happening in Obamacare? It's just—it's unfortunate, but it's true. You got to take into consideration. Sometimes your passion is not the smartest way to go. But so I'm just trying to figure out what what truly is my path. It, it could be multiple paths, and I'm seeing that happen. You know, live basically the multiple paths. So, so you're you're passionate, but you also like to take things slow. Got it. Um, yeah, I'm, re- I'm realistic. I'm I'm utopian, but I'm realistic. I'm, you know, I'm conflicted between both ends of the spectrum. You know, I, I like that's... to, I, I like to dream, but I also like to be mm-hmm. realistic and grounded at the same time. That's kind of mature attitude for somebody um, as young as you are, and I say young because most people don't realize. You're turning 22 this Sunday, and you don't look at you. You know, yeah, I've been getting that for since I was, since I was going facial hair. I've been, you know, I've been 25 for a long time. That's for sure. And according to like the way that you post your pictures, it's definitely um, someone who's. I think people can interpret it as, oh my god, this guy is like the king of selfies. That's all he does. You know, <laughs> not that I'm complaining. But and yeah. then to talk to you and, and, and get to know you, it's like, wow, he's not just looking to be famous. He's looking to have some sort of stable life. Yeah, That's I think a lot, of people, a lot of people, you like, everyone's like, I want to be famous. But I think mm-hmm. if, I think if you just work hard, fame will be a byproduct. It's not, it shouldn't be your main goal. It should just be something that happens. Right. So um, hmm. I think people who pursue fame too much get caught up in it, and that's when uh, people burn out and people just fall off and they kind of sell out. And I, I hope I never do that. Because I have such a good relationship with your mother, I hear a lot of her coming out of you. Is she one of the people that inspires you? Yeah, I mean, uh, her and my dad, um, mm-hmm. they're both, you know, poster childs for the uh, kind of the American dream where, you know, you come from nothing and make something out of yourself and not just something, but something, you know, something big, something special. And it's uh, inspiring and motivational for me because, like, I will never be able to say I got, had the whole rags to riches 
but I want to take my, you know, I guess blessings you could call it, and kind of go from there, you know, not waste it, not just coast and plateau. Like a lot of, you know, you have some people who are from affluent families. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of just take their, you know, for lack of better terms, their trust fund babies, and they they just don't work hard because they think, you know, I already have the money, so why? Or they go into, like, the family business, and they just kind of coast. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I want to take what I've been given, what I've been born into, and and capitalize on that. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And um, speaking of your mom, I have to ask this question. You have to be honest with me. Who takes more selfies, me or your mom? And I love every one of uh, them on both sides, but I I don't know. It might have to be a tie. I think she takes more selfies. Yeah, she does. She definitely does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> she, I follow her on um, uh, Facebook, and I just love every single one of her selfies. She's awesome. Um, yeah, she's she's probably better. I mean, honestly, I'll, I don't even know. She um, she's probably better than me at it now. So. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah, she is. There you go. Um, so she's probably gonna take a lot of selfies at our wedding. That's gonna be like. Really crazy. Um, so, speaking <laughs> of our wedding, let's just be honest with everybody. We're actually not getting married. He hasn't even proposed. Um, for the gay men that that adore you and the women that want to have your babies, why don't you let us know if Assad is still single? Because you were single last year. So, um, has anything still, changed? Still single, going strong. How is this possible? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it just—I I think I touched on the subject uh, last year, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, with everything going on, I feel like I would be—you know—I'm trying to focus on myself, and I—if I put myself in a relationship, it wouldn't be fair to the the other party. Um, you know, I wouldn't be able to give the attention that. Uh, that would be needed. I mean, I, if I were to get into a relationship, I'd, I'd treat it like anything. I, you know, I try to give my hundred percent and everything. I'm, I know it would be like uh, I'd set myself up for failure, really. Honestly. Uh, so, what if I don't know? You say me. I don't know, like a five eight black guy, and he's okay with you spending time away. You know. Sorry, it, uh, I it broke up a little bit. What was that? <laughs> I said, what if, you know, you meet a 5'8", reasonably good-looking black guy, and he's like, okay, you know, if we spend time apart long distance, that's fine. I don't that see what the problem change. is there. Wow. Actually, you hear that? You're such a and, uh, <laughs> I might actually have to. <laughs> You're such a flirt. Um one thing I was intrigued by last time that we talked is you were saying that you were sort of stepping into acting now, adding modeling, which is, you know, its own beast. And also, too, doing book covers. That's another beast in itself. But now on top right. of acting, there's a There's a bunch of um, – there's a lot of aspects to uh, modeling and, and the, basically mm-hmm. the entertainment business. Uh you know, modeling is just the 
I think it's, I mean, people like Channing Tatum, uh, you know, even, mm-hmm. what's his face? Uh, forget his name. Anyway, he uh, he started for Abercrombie, and then he got noticed through there, and, you know, he became an actor. Um, so even somebody like Sean O'Pry, I think, O'Pry, O'Pry, and mm-hmm. he's like the yeah, number one yeah. male model, and he just was in that Taylor Swift video, and, you know, that's, that's huge. I mean, now he's going to be noticed for, he wants to do acting and that's a great way to start. So, um, you know, it's one thing to do still photos, but it's a whole nother world when you're, when everything's moving and, you know, movies, uh, it's just so interesting to me, the whole Hollywood and, uh, you know, you hear a lot of bad stories and stuff about Hollywood and stuff, but, you know, I'm still, it's still very uh, thrilling to think about to, to to do movies and stuff. So, how would you balance that? Like, how would you be going to school and becoming an actor? Like, let's say you were given the opportunity. Do you know that, um, do you ever watch Ellen? Uh, yes, I'll see it on YouTube every so often. So, Ellen had this quote-unquote gardener named Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and and so now she got him a part in the upcoming Magic Mike movie. I don't know how big his role is or whatever. But, but it's something. How, how would you, like, do you see yourself being sort of a an actor who will get into, who's still going to, to school and you know, you see yourself at the Academy Awards and all that stuff. Where, where does the side see himself? In, I, like, I've always told myself I had a short-term goal and a long-term goal. Um, okay. So I believe that, you know, going through acting school and all that would be kind of like a short-term goal since it probably would take less time to become an actor than to become a plastic surgeon. So mm-hmm. that would be a short-term goal. And okay. as I said before, it would all funnel back into being able to pay. I don't know I, I don't follow the mainstream path in anything that I do mm-hmm. okay so I'm trying to like you know most of the kids will that are trying to do medicine lawyer or be, become anything like, like that they'll you know they'll graduate at 18 go to college four years go post grad and it's just like so mechanical and I don't think a lot of people mm-hmm. and that it Sometimes I don't think I don't think people are ready at 18 necessarily to to do that. So I feel like taking your time and really weighing out your options is uh, is the way to do it. And plus, I'm I'm trying to do a lot of these uh, extracurricular things, and it's just it's just fun. Like you know, I feel I feel like I was destined to more than just more than just going to school and kind of doing that only I I think I have more to give than that so what do you think has changed about yourself in the past year that we've spoken well I mean I'm much more um, I'm well traveled now I've seen bigger events and different places and you know with time you, you get more wise more mature and 
I I'm more honed in to my goals. I've mm, I figured good. out more things that I want to do. So yeah, just time has really been you know my friend, but hopefully it doesn't become my like I you know, I do put pressure on myself. Um, I I don't want to like coast and plateau. I feel like because there's a lot of people that want to do what I do, but they were younger than me, so. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they'll have the advantage, and I have no time to waste. So, yes, I've, ha- I've done a lot in a short period of time, but I don't want to just kind of ride that and and say, you know, I'm good where I'm at. I, I don't like to be comfortable. I feel like being uncomfortable makes you work harder. Hmm. That's um, a good point. I didn't even think of that. Um, speaking of those people that are younger than you, do you have any advice for anyone who wants to get into modeling, either fitness or um, just just, just get yourself out there? Honestly, like you know, you never know when the day that one of your pictures could go viral. I mean, like as you said, Ellen, that kid from Target was an overnight sensation. Mm-hmm. He was he was a bag boy at Target, and the next day he's on the Ellen Show with a million followers. The next, it's just it's crazy. The new way of you know, social media and all that has changed everything completely. Mm-hmm. And um, you never know when it could happen for you. So I don't think you, you don't have any time to waste, as I said. And, you know, just getting yourself out there. Really use the, the public domains that are available. And uh, don't, yeah, don't waste time. That's my advice is just to do it. Just do it. And for... The people that are listening that are your fans, how do you how do you give back to your fans, I guess I wanna know? Like how do you celebrate? Well, I try to answer um mess I mean, yeah, I'm gonna have the uh spam messages and all but I try to go through all of them and um really you know, if somebody has something nice to say or, you know, constructive to say, I'll try to respond to them and public conversation and stuff and I don't know really I'm I'm trying to figure out how like you know I'm I'm always studying what other people do that are in my situ are in my position and it's mm-hmm. interesting to see how they do give back, you know, with the uh, giveaways and all that stuff. But I don't really know I'm trying to figure out less materialistic ways to give back, you know. With the mm-hmm. like for example with the watch that I just um what do you call it? Models. I just advertised for, like, they yep. sent me a watch, the one-face watch, and they, uh, every watch is a different color, and each color has a different brand, or, I mean, a different uh, mm. cause behind it, so. Hmm, nice. So, the, so that's one way, I, uh, like, I'm using the materialistic, but it's also much deeper than that. Um, so I'm trying to, you know, have a hybrid between the two and but, so it's not really giving back to, I'm just giving back in general like to the I'll, hopefully it uh, the people I'm giving back to are also might become my fans if they're not already well one way I think that we could give back is by giving away a signed poster tonight what do you think yeah as promised when I posted earlier today I think that would be a great idea we should do so, that. So, how about this? Asad mentioned, hmm, 
What should we What should we do for a good giveaway? Actually, you know what we should do? We should ask your fans and people that are listening, tell us a story about how you gave back and the best story will win. How about that? For them to tell a story about me? Well, no, for them to tell a story about how they gave back. Obviously, it's going to have to be a short Twitter story. Um, if you tweet us um, at the spilled tea and at Asad Shalhoub, tell us a quick story about how you gave back, and um, we'll pick the best one, and that's the one that'll win. How about that? Oh, so how they gave back in general, like in just any yeah. situation? Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I mean, you're giving something, so why not hear somebody, somebody's story? Yeah, I guess the best story back. wins, and yeah. We'll see if- yeah, so, I think that's a good idea. Thanks. I mean, I'm full of them. Um, <laughs> so, I want to get back to something a little bit juicier. I understand that you are single, which, you know, breaks everyone's heart, but it gives some people hope. The people that <laughs> it gives hope is to the people that might be your type. So, I don't think anyone's asked you, what is your type? Well, I'm going to give you the answer that I give the answer in real, I mean, whenever I'm asked that. And uh, honestly, there is no type per se. Like, it's just condition. I mean, it's really situational. I I think I could, I could vibe with any, like, I don't know, it has to do a lot with personality and, um, you know, there's a lot of attractive people out there and but what separates them is their intelligence and all that. So I have to take a lot into perspective, and that's it's just all conditional, really. But, like, yeah, I do follow certain patterns. Like, you know, for example, it could, she could be blonde or she could be, you know, dark hair, blue eyes, green eyes, whatever. It, it really it's mm-hmm. there is no type. It's just whatever I click with, really, or whoever I click with. So let's- Let's say you're out and about, and you see this girl, and you know what? She might not have the perfect body. She might not have the perfect hair, the perfect clothes, but she is the nicest girl you ever want to meet. And she's all into you. Would the physical Mm. stop you from wanting to get to know her better in a romantic way? Or is it, you know what? Well, we have to be realistic. A lot of of people... You know, you try to look past the physicality of it, but a lot, I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of a relationship is physical. Like, you know, we are mm-hmm. physical beings. A lot, mm-hmm. um, being intimate is a huge part of a relationship. So, I mean, if you do see yourself with somebody, I think that does play a part. It shouldn't be all of it, obviously, but uh, really, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, the, the looks get you in the door and the uh, personality and the niceness keeps you for dinner, as I say. So I guess hmm. uh hmm. So I guess it's the hook. Like you obviously I mean I mean you're not gonna know somebody's personality from just looking at just them. Just looking at them. Yeah. You can tell with me. <laughs> I mean I've been told I'm I'm unapproachable until, you know, I start holding a conversation and they're like, Wow, I never knew you would be like this. But uh And why do you think that people say that? I mean I can tell I you why, but I wanna know your interpretation of it. 
I guess uh, I have a male version of the resting bitch face. <laughs> nobody wants. I did yeah. not think of that. I really, really, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, that, that's my only justification of why people don't come up to me is because I put the Zoolander on all, at all times. Do you oh. even realize you're doing it? No, until I catch myself at the, in the mirror, and then I'm like, oh, okay, well, um, <laughs> I wouldn't approach me, so. I think, see, I was going to give my take on it, because I think the standards of what an attractive man are, you kind of fit it, and I'm not trying to bash you up and blow up your head. Um, uh-huh. You're six foot two, two correct? Uh, no. Uh, How tall are you? I might seem like that, but I'm a little shorter than that. It's what six, six, six one? Yeah, with shoes like you know. Like oh my god! I'm from really straight so you're out. Six, so you're six <laughs> one. You're um, you physically have like you know the abs and the bubble butt, and you've got these like hazel eyes that are really cool. So. The standards of what an attractive man are are tall, dark, and handsome. And Mm -hmm. every girl and every gay man wants that. But the thing is, you fit that. So when people are coming up to you and they're seeing, you know, this guy's tall, oh, he must be a snob. He must be a snob. Because no guy tall, dark, and handsome is ever the nice guy. You know, again, I'm not trying to, like, so you fit this stereotype of what a beautiful man is, but then people don't want to approach you because you fit the stereotype. It's very strange. That that's the way I. Know. There's a paradox, and, and it's like you know, it's, yeah, uh, there is. But it's the so thing odd. is, um, huh? It's it's just odd to me. It's like the the girls that I'm friends with. They'll always say, I want to date a nice guy. And they find a nice guy. Oh, he's too nice. Well, you just said you want to date a nice guy. (laughs) So it's like you see a tall, dark, and handsome guy. He's available, but you don't approach him because you think he's a snob. So it's like... uh, Yeah, so, yeah, people... That's an interesting uh, way to look at it. But, uh, yeah, there's always an asterisk. I mean, they want a nice guy, but you also want uh, other things, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I always give props to people who do approach me, like especially at the gym and stuff. Uh, they'll ask me, like you know, they'll find certain ways to break the ice, and then we always get into um, different topics. But it's cool. To... Who's approaching you at the gym? Like guys, gay guys, or girls? Uh, I mean, a lot of sometimes it's just like a nonchalant, like kind of compliment. Uh, wow. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, what do you call it? They'll ask me how to do certain things or um, what, like, if I'm on the machine, they'll ask me what I'm doing or what that works and stuff. You know, just even if they already know, I can, I mean, sometimes you can tell they just said it just to say it so they could break the ice. But um, Mm -hmm. also, it's just cool. I mean, like, I'm... I'm there to work out and stuff, but obviously, uh, you know, if you if you have any chance of becoming a public figure, you have to uh, 
realize that it's just it's more than just yourself. Like I know, I mean, for example, Jake Owen, he comes into the mm-hmm. gym uh, where I work out at, and he literally will be stopped by like 15 people before he gets to the machine that he wants to work out, and I just watch it happening, and uh, it's it's crazy to see. Like, but he has to. I mean, he's a huge. I mean, he's he's fam- like really famous, so. You know, he he. It comes with a package. It comes with the territory. So, um, explain to me who Jake Owen is, because I have no idea who he is. <laughs> no, he's a he's a country singer from Vero. Um, that's, that's oh, gotten okay. pretty big. Okay. He's a yeah. He's with oh, the likes okay. of you know the the top country singers. So, oops, that's why I didn't know him. I don't listen to country. Um, Not me either, but uh, he's he's a he's one of the more famous guys from from where I'm from, so that's why everyone knows him. Oh. Um, I don't know. I, I I heard a little bit of excitement when you were talking about being a celebrity. I think you secretly want to be a celebrity. Well, it's definitely like um, to be that because I feel mm. like of a bigger voice. Uh, I always use like the Brad and Angelina. Uh, like you know, they use their they use their fame to actually be relevant in more deep Absolutely. topics. So, I mean, I'm from the Middle East. I see mm-hmm. a lot of, like that is the hottest topic of today. What's going on over there, and you know, to have a voice that people uh, like um, the the masses listen to will. Um, I mean, it's just a matter of fact. Like you know, you, the more followers you have, the more your what you say is going to be seen and heard and all that. So. Uh, that's one of the main motivations for me to become a celebrity. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's fun to to be in, like you know have people be excited over like for example Magic Mike and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, just having people being excited for the work that you're doing that that's always nice to see. Now you mentioned um, basically representing you know Lebanese people. Do you feel like you are a role model for Lebanese men or the Lebanese community? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's de- it's more it's less of a I don't want to say role model, but I'm definitely like breaking the mold and like a lot that area is very it's not as forward as the Western society. So, I mean, mm-hmm. what I'm doing is uh, I don't know. Maybe it's considered taboo. Maybe it's uh, I don't know. It's it, it's like it makes a lot of people. I mean, I've gotten crazy messages and you know pretty intense stuff because of the things I do. And meaning so, yeah, like semi nude stuff. Yeah, like it's. Um, I mean, I knew it was gonna happen that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's just, I'm trying to be the, I don't know how to explain it, just, you know. Break you down know, the, the, the stereotypes, basically. Of, that kind of yeah. stuff to the, I mean, they're, they're not, I mean, everything, wow. I mean, Lebanon for, uh, like, is, relatively speaking, is the most forward part of, I'd say, um, the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like the clubs and they even have gay clubs and stuff and I mean I've yeah. so uh, it's just um, they 
they're forward, but still there are some very, I'm not going to say, well, yeah, they're just not in tune with society like what we're used to here. Well, I'm sure the body is still something that they want, you know, kept pretty private. I mean, yeah, I mean, private, humans, uh, humans are humans. You know? I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot of them that are excited about what I'm doing, but a lot of the ones that are uptight, you know, they'll, uh, they don't, they're not ashamed to let me know that really? what they think. Yeah. So you're getting messages, basically, not just like American hate, but real, actual, you know, hate. Yeah, if you want to see what I get, but on a bigger scale, that uh, mm-hmm. apparently the number one adult film star is Lebanese now. So she's uh, she's been getting death threats and stuff like that. And what? so, yeah, so she's, uh, yeah, she she became she became a sensation and. I mean, even with the Miss Universe, uh, all those pageants and stuff, you know, a Lebanese woman won, like, a couple of years ago, and they found, like, one picture of her, like, on a pole or something, and that just was blown out of proportion. And create. I mean, yeah. When a whole country starts talking about you because of that, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a red flag. That's pretty crazy. So, I yeah. think the most talked about Lebanese person is George Clooney's wife. Amal. Amundi. Yeah, right now. She's yeah, she, um, wow. Did you did you watch uh, the she's, def- she's definitely on the complete opposite. She everyone loves her. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she's not she's she's like class she's the epitome of class, I guess, in their eyes. And especially that she's getting married or she married to good George Clooney, so that that doesn't that doesn't hurt. Did you watch the Golden Globes? No, I did not. I did not watch the Golden Globes. What did Don't I Don't say it like that, jerk. Um, <laughs> Tina Fey had said a joke. She basically run down a laundry list of the things that Amal is doing, how she, like, was helping in Ghana, how she, you know, was part of some um, a three-person committee for a treaty, and yet her husband is being given the um, Lifetime Achievement Award, you know? And I just thought, oh, my gosh, number one, that's hilarious that Amal has all this under her belt and George is getting a Lifetime Achievement. And number two, look at all this woman is doing. Like, she's a successful attorney. She's beautiful. And I remember when they got engaged, your mother was so happy I've never seen so many posts about someone else on her page other than you and her kids, you know, but she was yeah. so happy. She's like, that's right. You marry that Lebanese woman. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, is that the type of girl that you would want? Someone beautiful yet insanely smart? I'm just trying to give these people hope out here for it. I mean... If I did say is that yes, intimidating a, to you? I'm saying that that's intimidating to people. Like, I mean, maybe they'll start. I don't know. Uh, that's a tricky subject, but yeah, I mean, I, intelligence. Uh, mm-hmm. She's definitely the poster child of what a lot of people want, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't base it just. I mean, looks 
is always a plus, but you know, you got to be able to hold a conversation at least. So. Nice. So, um, I don't know where these people are with these good good stories. Maybe they're trying to come up with them. Not really happy right now. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Um, anywhere that you haven't been that you would like to go? You've been to California. You've been to New York. Where, where no, would you actually, like no. Um, I guess I went to the West Coast. Okay. I need to. Uh, London and New York are probably the two places that I need to go. Um, I would be pretty happy. I want to go back to uh, Toronto. Um, obviously, the Europe would be great, like, you know, Spain, Italy, the, uh, just anywhere that I can. I mean, I've always wanted to visit them, but I've, I've always wanted mm-hmm. to work there, too. So if I do end up signing with a mainstream uh, agency or something like that, that would be great mm-hmm. to uh, go over there and, you know, model, model and do campaigns. In Europe would be that would be that would be amazing. I feel now, what about, I would love um, traveling, but and I also love what I do. So I do. Uh, if I could mix them, uh, you know, what else? What else would you want? Right, to have the two. So, right. what about runway modeling? Are you opposed to that, or that is that something you're actually looking to do? Uh, I don't know. A lot of the times, I mean. I feel. I guess I could slim down. For, I, it's just they don't want to tailor make. You know, I'm basically. Uh, if you were to I sum see. up my whole entire goal, it's to find a hybrid between fitness and fashion. I don't. I. I think there's a huge, like when a fashion model hmm. talks about fitness modeling, and vice versa. I think there's a lot of, you know, underlying hate for the, each other, just because of, hmm. you know, the. There, there's just a lot of controversy, and anytime I mention runway, they'll be like, "Well, you know, you're too big, uh, you know, you're too muscular. You have to be this. You have to fit into the clothes." Really, so it does, did not know that. Yeah, there are a lot. There are a lot of different um, variables that to consider. But if I, if there ever comes a time when you know, the a new. I guess a new era of what a supermodel is. Like what? What? Ex- I mean, the definition of model is so arbitrary. Uh, mm. So, well, you know, some people model clothes, some people model bodies, but to do both, there's a lot. I mean, super, I don't know. Supermodels used to be a lot different in the in the eighties um, and the early nineties. You had to be tall for women. You had to be at least five foot nine to five foot eleven or taller, slim frame. And Kate Moss came along at five foot eight and she changed the game. So you never know. <laughs> you know? She just completely In, changed the game. modeling you can be whatever height, uh, runway. Exactly. Exactly. You have to be I mean, these girls are coming in at five ten, five eleven, wearing heels, they're walking down the runway at like mm-hmm. six five. Yeah. and uh it's I don't know, it's it's interesting just to see um people break the mold, like, you know, you have the mm-hmm. because fit, like, fitness modeling changed the game, like because you know, you could have a girl that's five foot tall still mm-hmm. you know, have a huge following and because it's realistic. I mean not not everyone not every girl is gonna be five ten. So uh mm-hmm. a lot of 
it gives hope to um, the masses, I guess. And so for men, well, typically men can model longer than women in, in the mainstream modeling world. But for fitness modeling, um, how how are the differences? Like, I'm sure with it's, fitness um, modeling, you I don't mean, have a to lot wear of shirt. Are, like, <laughs> guys will go to the extremes, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, doping and all that stuff and they'll really push their bodies to the uh, to the maximum if you can like Mm -hmm. if you if you see a fitness model that's a girl like she'll be toned she'll look great be healthy looking and she'll be on Mm -hmm. the cover of a magazine but then if you're a guy you have to be like really shredded and all that to stand up like everyone's shredded now and you know how are you going to stand out so uh, these bodybuilders they have to be they have to you know you have to be super lean and all that stuff. So um, mm-hmm. I think it's uh, I'm not, it's not that it's harder to be a fit male fitness model. It's just that it's just so much more goes into standing yeah. out as a, as a male fitness model. I mean, girls, you know, they don't have to have a six pack in order to be on the cover of a magazine. You know what I mean? Right. Wow, I did not know that. I, I had no idea. I thought if you have a good body and you have a good face, you can model in anything. I had no idea that there's, you know, competing for them. Wow, that's just, that's eye-opening. Um, crazy. Speaking of fitness models, I did want to mention, um, did you know Greg Plight? Plight? I, yeah, I think Greg, I'm pronouncing his name. Greg Plight, uh, he was the... Uh, yeah. I mean, he's the star. I mean, people talk about the Aziz and you know all these guys. And uh, mm-hmm. but Greg was. The, I mean, he was 37 years old. So I mean, I mean, even the guy like Lazar Angelov, he's maybe not even 30. And you know, people. That's who people idolize. But I mean, Greg started it all. He was over. He was wow. Like 25 romance novels. He was on 250 fitness. I mean, honestly, this guy was the epitome of what everyone wanted to be and uh mm-hmm. he's just you know it's just such a tragic loss and but he really did uh he really did set the standard set the set the bar really high so i think he even though it was a short life uh he did a, he did mm-hmm. more in 37 years than a lot of people do and double that so i wouldn't say that he didn't he wasn't you know fulfilled Wow. I it's so weird because I had just followed him because sometimes, you know, my friends will send me pictures of, of guys and they're like, Oh, you should look who this guy is because I'm a, a stalker online and I figure out who people are. And so I saw this picture in my um hard drive and I was like, Oh, I know who this is and and then I decided to follow him. The next day he passed away and I was like, Wow, that's, that's crazy. crazy. It was it was really it kind of shook me up a little because I don't know why I just did. But, I didn't like um, one of those kind of things like Paul Walker and all them. Like it's just yeah. like, you know uh, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. A lot. Of, it's just so surreal. Like you know that you see them every day and mm-hmm. it's it's insane. It really is. Well, what's even crazier about Robin Williams is that he did a movie where his son committed suicide. 
he didn't mean to, but it was called um, World's Greatest Dad or something like that. And his son was into auto erotica. And so he hung himself while he was, you know, pleasuring himself. And he accidentally yeah. strangled himself. And so he did this whole movie where he was a dad grieving his son and being angry at his son for being suicidal and leaving him. And, and so it was just I've, odd for me. Like irony is like. Yeah, with these yeah. big time stuff. I mean, Paul Walker, he was known for Fast and Furious. I know. And, like, he died in a car and, crash. You know, right. Greg Plitt. But he wasn't driving. Greg Plitt was an adrenaline Plitt, junkie, but... and he mm-hmm. died doing an adrenaline commercial, basically. And, you know, with, with the problem. It's just it's crazy to see that kind of stuff. And, you know, you know, it could happen to anybody. So that's another reason why I say you can't waste time, because, you know, you never know. What could happen? Are you proposing to me right now? It feels kind of <laughs> like you're proposing. I mean, just saying. Like I could um, afford a ring big enough for you. So. Oh, yeah. listen to that. You're so sweet. You are so. Yeah. You are such a charmer. Oh man, gotta watch out for you. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we're coming up on 10 o'clock, and I didn't even think we would be able to talk this long, but you're just so, wow. Every time I talk to you, I feel like I I get to know a little bit more about you and kind of surprises me, you know? I don't know. In a good way. In a good way. They got to be interesting. Yeah, so um, I'm really disappointed. No one's said that they'd done anything good, which is scary. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that is a, not a good thing. <laughs> or, nobody's doing anything good for anybody. That's awesome. They just can't um, fit into 140 characters. <laughs> I guess not. Um, it's fine. Um, we'll just, you can just randomly give something, give it away then. Uh, that's fine. I'll do a post um, about it. I mean, I did it kind of last minute yeah. and uh, maybe yeah, on another radio show. So maybe uh true, true, true. Something more I could give one away every time. Um I did wanna um kinda wrap up with your final thoughts on I guess I wanna get your opinion about it because you seem like a smart guy. I feel I I kinda feel like the U.S. was kind of getting somewhere, and then the whole Ferguson thing happened, and it was so tragic. And ever since then, it's been like we've been on race alert. Everything is about race now. Um, right. Whenever we talk about race, though, I feel like it's either black, Asian, or Hispanic. I want to know how Assad feels as a Lebanese, 100% Lebanese man in the U.S. Do people kind of look at you? Um, how how do you, how are well, you Well, with me uh, personally, specifically, I've never mm-hmm. been, like, whenever somebody guesses who, who I, like, where I'm from, it's never been mm-hmm. the Middle Eastern, ever. Like, it's always really or it's from Brazil, Spain, so... I do have kind of like an ambiguous look to me, uh, mm-hmm. but in in general, like if I if somebody does, I've seen it from a 
third person view where it's like I'll see somebody who look who looks clearly Arab and they do get looked at kind of like you know there is this it's just oh. such uh, I mean it's unfortunate but it's true that you know the minute you see somebody uh, whether it's conscious or subconscious you're gonna judge them in the first five seconds whether you like it or not and um, you know if they're wearing you know the those the turban or whatever the headscarf you're gonna you're gonna associate that in your head with you know terrorism and stuff and it's it's up to us being you know intelligent beings to and to learn you know like think before you speak and mm-hmm. kind of uh educate yourself before you know education is the is the key to to ending all this racial um mhm and stuff. I feel like a lot of people are not clear on certain things. And uh, I mean, for example, the the whole ISIS thing. I mean, that's literally a drop in the bucket. There's a billion Muslim people in the world, or more, mm-hmm. and you know, one percent of them are part of the fundament, fundamental group. But all you see on TV is terrorism and stuff, and they and they just pump that out. And uh, that's all you like. You, that's when you start associating. You know, every you're going to start saying, "Well, I guess Islam is a is a bad religion." Blah blah blah, and you're ruining it for the 99 percent that are that are right. very nice, very uh, humble, and all that. So it's definitely that's another reason why I do want to have a bigger voice is because I do want to educate people because I've seen both sides like. You know, I'll see a news story here, and then I'll go. I would have went to Lebanon, and I've seen what truly is happening, and it's just crazy to see the what they actually show. And uh, yeah, so you can't. You got to be an investigative journalist about everything. You got to figure it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't just you can't just believe everything you hear. You got to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, what got me on a tear recently was right before the show was starting, uh, the lead actor in Selma had said that the uh, Academy voters feel more strongly towards black actors when um, black actors play more subservient roles. And it just, it infuriated me because he he listed stuff like... um, the first black woman to ever win an Oscar was, you know, in the in the 40s, which, yes, she did play a maid, so I get that. But, you know, then people were saying, oh, Whoopi Goldberg played a phony, um, a phony psychic, and Halle Berry played an abusive mother. And it just angered me because, guess what? Uh, Charlize Theron, a white woman from South Africa, played the first female serial killer. And... Um, Julia Roberts played a welfare mother with three kids with two different dads, you know? So I just really hate when people put race into every single aspect of everything that goes wrong. Um, yes, right. race I guess does play. Like, I mean, it is always going to be a, an aspect, not the only Exactly. Like, the only aspect. Exactly. You know, like, race does play a part in some things, but I don't think it plays a part in everything. Well, it's not even just so, the part in everything. It's just people make it the only part. You know what I mean? Like it's, right, it becomes right. the the only thing that is relevant. And I don't think um, mm-hmm. that's 
that's a very good way to look at things. You know, it ha- it does play a part. There are certain themes that go with race, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. as I said before, you, we have to, as intelligent creatures, you know, mm-hmm. think and you know analyze and maybe you know go against the grain a bit and not just blurt out what's on our mind racially and racially, you know. It's just a lot of derogatory stuff, and mm-hmm. I agree. So I think it's awesome to hear that you know you really haven't, thankfully, um, experienced some of the stuff that other people have. I do. Well, I mean, I, ha- I obviously when people figure it out, they're gonna and with mm-hmm. my name and I mean like mm-hmm. Bashar, like my name is the last name of the Syrian president, so. You know, my cousin's mm. name is the same name as... It's just unfortunate that people start associating. You know, most of the time it'll just be a joke, but with every joke is a little truth, you know what I mean? So oh, yeah. They'll, uh, mm-hmm. they'll, uh, def- there's definitely a lot of uh, stigma behind where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to know this. What about in high school when you were... You were you amongst all these white and Hispanic and Asian and black faces. Um, how how was your high school life like? High school was uh, interesting. I didn't really... My high school was... I wouldn't consider it a real life. Um, it was definitely uh, in a bubble, per se. And mm-hmm. we did have a... We did have a very diverse amount of people go to mm-hmm. my school, affluent families and stuff. So I did have the mm-hmm. uh, Indian kids and the Pakistanis and the, a lot of, it was a conglomerate of a lot of different races. And I mean, yeah, I was like the only Lebanese other than Lebanese. my, mm-hmm. other than my brother and, you know, a handful of other people, but yeah, I, I guess I, you know, I was on the football team and stuff, and I became. People started knowing about Lebanon just because I would talk about it a lot. I mean, for example, now, in eighth grade. Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Eighth grade. No, like in eighth grade, I I was I in two thousand six. I experienced um, what do you call it? You know, the Israeli Arab conflict, and I was there when. You know, things were. Not so good over there. So uh, I was late wow. to school. They bombed the airport and stuff. So you know, wow. people really started became uh, you know it became personal because they knew me. So people started mm-hmm. getting more into uh, what's going on over there. Wow. So were you getting attention from the ladies in high school, or? Not so much because you were. Yeah, too I, I figured out where the gym was. I figured out what sports. I mean, I did play sports my whole life, but uh, you know, I just grew mm-hmm. like I had a, I had a mindset, and then my, my physical, matched my mindset at the end, like you know, junior senior year, and it's kind of where things started. Like you know, I, I would take amateur pictures for like senior pictures and stuff, and a lot of that's when things kind of started where. It, People were like, oh, you should do modeling, you should do fitness modeling and stuff. So I kind of 
I kind of laughed it off, but I also took it seriously, like, more when I got into college when I had more time to pursue it. I love when you post your um, your Throwback Thursday pictures because, well, number one, you don't freaking age. Like, you look exactly the same as when you did in high school, except you're a little bit bigger. Oh, that's, that's, your face does not change. What the hell is going on with you? You're, like, superhuman or something. But also, too, I love seeing people... Um, I, I, I kind of, like... When I see a picture of you, like, when you were a kid, and, you know, you got this, like, messy hair, and you've got crooked teeth like all the other kids, it it's almost like watching a cartoon breathe. You know, you see a human. You see, like, somebody who's not perfect, who's, who's, who's come up through things just the way that we did, and who had a lot of people. Uh, I love that. Yeah, a lot of, I mean... Most people go, you know, you gotta, you gotta grow into yourself, and that's why the first what like twenty one years of life are the most, you know, they could like people start with the internet and all that. People are exposed to a lot of uh, bad words and Mm -hmm. certain templates of what beauty is it's just there's a lot of stress in in especially like in the teen years because you you have like a certain mindset of what you want to be but when you look in the mirror and that's not what you know you're kind of like awkward um Mm -hmm. in your looks but like in your thoughts and you're just like a big sponge and until you're like 21 25-ish you know like you don't really know what to expect until then. And so, you definitely went through your phase, that. but you, you came out on top. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, wow. Again, I love talking to you because every time I talk to you, I feel like I know more and you're a little, just a little bit deeper than the last time I, I talked to you. You're a lot more, you're a lot more, Thoughtful, I, I, I guess is the word yeah, that I can uh, only describe. In a in a world in that's your... really super. Depth, depth mm-hmm. is, uh, depth is really fleeting. Like most people, dumb themselves down just to get some yeah, interest. I try not to. Because yeah, good. Thank you for not doing that. <laughs> yeah. And and your cousin still does your pictures and videos. Uh, I mean, he's he's uh he's one. He, uh, my group is getting a little bigger. Uh, oh, and I do have an a entourage. Not really. Not. I wouldn't. I don't like that. That the word behind. I mean, like they're not like followers. It's like you know. I just mm-hmm. I have I have plans, and I like to uh, expose people's talents. Really bring it out of them. So um, mm-hmm. if they're good photographers, I like to give. You know, I, I I've done the dirty work the past three years. I've I've you know really been a one man army in terms of mm-hmm. pushing myself and doing what I do. And but then I I have no problem with because you know I was helped, so I I would like to help. Um, not even help, just you know just grow. Like because I need help still too. So we all need help, and um, I feel like. 
I can really bring out people's talents. So with uh, you know my cousin, I'm I suggest certain modeling jobs sometimes I can't take, and I I suggest it to him, or you know he'll he'll deal with my selfie diva ness, and you know it, it'll it always work out in the end. But uh, yeah, I, I met um, a couple photographers in town, and I work out with one, and we're just trying to like for example the car picture that I just posted he's a I train with him and you know we uh we have big plans that's for sure nice. I think we that's and uh hopefully every so often we'll check in and you'll see it you'll see it grow I hope that's nice. how it happens wait what am I seeing grow again <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Come on, you set me up for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that that might get more followers, <laughs> <laughs> more tweets. Well, thanks again for um, checking in with me tonight. Definitely, we want to follow up. Absolutely, and um, I actually have a couple of suggestions for you that I want to talk to you about offline. So we will, will... chat, but um. I'll wait with bated breath for those. <laughs> <laughs> Any final words you want to say to, to people? Just uh, thanks for listening, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll do this more often and be more. I mean, you you said that you, this is kind of new for you being by yourself, so hopefully it'll become mm-hmm. more interactive where um, people can call in and ask questions and tweet. You know, I I think this is a good starting point. And uh, we can definitely yeah. go from here. I agree. All right. Well, thanks again for joining me. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you offline. Everyone have right. a good night. And I will talk to you guys on Sunday. All right. Thanks, Asad. Is it off? Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk Radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea. It wasn't off. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.